You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and we're back with a special episode of the Naked Beauty Podcast, and I'm with Danielle Prescott, who's been on the show. She was on in 2017. Her episode was called Celibate, Sober, and Fasting, and she talked about some pretty extreme eating habits. Here's a clip of Danielle talking about her diet back in our 2017 episode. So some days I'll just like fast till dinner time. So you just wake up, don't wake up. eat. I have a matcha latte. Okay. And then I'll have tea, bone broth, and water for the rest of the day. And okay. then like by nighttime, I can have food. Just like a small, sensible dinner. Uh, usually like a ketosis-based dinner, which is like okay. um, fat and protein. Okay. And okay. certain vegetables, because a lot of vegetables have hidden carbs, like <laughs> carrots or beets. So when I saw this post from her on Instagram, I reached out immediately and said, okay, I have to have you back on the show. And this is what her post says. Some of you may know, but I froze my eggs earlier this summer. As a result of hormone therapy that I needed to do before the retrieval, I gained 14 pounds. This doesn't seem like a big deal or that much weight when you really think about it, but I've been unable to lose the weight, and as a result, a lot of my clothes no longer fit. I already have a complicated and contentious relationship with my body that started way before any of this and has certainly been amplified by a failure to have a body that is acceptable for my job in the fashion industry, and I'm working on it, or I have been working on it. I've been in therapy since I was 14 years old. I've gained and lost countless pounds over the years. I've towed the line of too far often. And I think Danielle experienced a little bit of backlash after she posted this because she had to do a follow-up post. And when I say backlash, I think it was because she's not by any means overweight now. She just talked about her own personal weight gain. And a lot of people felt like, well, you're still very small to be having these issues. So she says... I realize that I have the kind of body that people find attractive and, and that I can actually wear many clothes from stores and designers. I would never want to trigger anyone by expressing that I don't like my body, but the truth is, for the most part, I don't. I'm someone who radically controlled food intake and exercise for as long as I can remember. Even when I was 25 pounds less than I am today, even when I was three pounds from my goal weight, even when I checked to feel my hip bones in the morning with perverse pleasure, knowing that I skipped meals the day before. And over the summer, I was not able to control what happened to my body. I watched it swell and balloon and pop buttons on dresses and jeans like it wasn't even my own. It was the scariest and most unnerving thing I've ever gone through. For the last four months, I've been dealing with the fallout and considering where I've been in my life, I think I'm doing pretty okay. This is just me trying to accept that this is where I am right now and being okay with that. So Danielle's been on this amazing spiritual journey and you'll hear all of that in the episode. But weight has come up in a lot of the discussions and conversations here on Naked Beauty. And I feel like it's just this kind of constant thing for women. I've been trying to weigh myself less often. I know so many people have told me on the show how bad it is to weigh yourself every day. And when I was in LA for two weeks, I didn't weigh myself this that whole time, just honestly, because the scale wasn't in the hotel room. But I felt fine. I didn't feel any different. I just kind of did what I normally do, but it's this like deeply ingrained thing where I've always just grown up weighing myself all the time. But I think the important thing is not attaching a significance or a certain virtue to a specific weight. And for me, I've realized that what I really care about is feeling good in my body, not to eat in an overly restrictive way and to stay active. And the other thing that I think is interesting about this conversation with Danielle is that a lot of people also gain weight because of a medication, whether it's birth control or in Danielle's case, in vitro fertilization. 
And that's really hard too, because that's like that lack of control over your body, that something bigger than you is causing you to gain weight and it's, you can't overcome it. But I always think there's so much power in sharing our stories and being honest and open and vulnerable about how we've dealt with these things. So I can't wait for your feedback as you guys listen to this show. Please tag me at Naked Beauty Planet and share all of your thoughts. You can do a screenshot and tag me on your Instagram story. And I would be so grateful if you took the time to leave a review for the show. It's one of the easiest ways that you can support Naked Beauty. So go ahead and give a five-star rating if you love the show. You can also write a review. If you do write a review, make sure you have a unique username. So add lots of numbers at the end so that the review shows up. Thank you all for listening. Please subscribe, tell a friend about the show, share it with other people. And without further ado, let's get into today's discussion with Danielle. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, I am here with Danielle Prescott, a return guest. Have you had return guests before? Like one or two. It's like a wow, very like selective. Cool. But like, how have you been? I feel like I've seen you out socially so much in the past year or so. I know. Um, I've been good. You've been good? Yeah. You're thriving? Yeah. What did you say? You said it's not hot girl summer. You said it's like something. Oh, hot ner- nerd fall. Hot nerd fall. Yeah. I love it. That's I love what it. Meg the Stallion said it was. Okay. She's a college student as well. So people kept being like, yeah. So people kept asking her, like, what's the follow up to hot girl summer? And she was like, it's hot nerd fall because I need to study. (laughs) And I I was like, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) I had no idea she was a college student. Indeed. She just passed her midterm last week. Oh, my God. You are so impressively on top of everything in pop culture. And it's probably, are we allowed to say your role and what you do? Sure. Okay. So you're at BET. You're the fashion and style director. Just style director. But yes, I do cover fashion tangentially. Style director. Like every single day you are consuming and taking in media. Yeah. And like you seem to kind of know what's happening at all times with everyone. Yeah, you kind of need to have eyes everywhere to do this job yeah. successfully, unfortunately. No, but it seems like you, I don't say unfortunately, because it seems like you like it. I mean, there is a point, though, where I think that you want to shut off, but you just can't. And I think mm. that makes it like very difficult. Yeah. You know? Totally. Like, I feel like when you um do content for a big media brand, that does cover celebrity culture that Mm -hmm. you like, I'm like on pins and needles all the time. My God, is Cassie going to drop her baby? Oh my God. (laughs) Is Rihanna going to drop an album? Like, you know, like you gotta like always be like wondering what is happening. Yeah, true. So it's like, and, and obviously there's stuff happening every single second, every single day. So, and then you also like go to things too. Like it's not just, you're not just covering it from a distance. I feel like you're invited to all of these events and you're like out and about, which takes energy as well. Do you like it that? It does take a lot of energy. I've actually like really like reeled back on a lot of that stuff. Okay. Like Monday is normally my self care day. So okay, I you're like, here with us. Yeah. Thank you I'm so here with much. You. So grateful. Um, but this is chill, but I like, yeah, I, I say I don't go to any events or dinners or anything on Monday nights. Like okay. I usually get a massage or I went to Shape House today, did my nice. sweat. Like I just try to not do anything okay. social because yeah, it can be very draining. It's like I have a rule that I only go to one black tie thing a week now because. <laughs> I mean, which sounds like an insane thing to do, right? (laughs) But I'm like, I can't be going to like 
putting makeup on. I love that though. But for me, it's a rare occasion. So it's like, I get excited. But if you can only go to one a week, that means you could go to four or five. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do that. Well, I know you're out here dating as well. Don't you feel like black tie events are probably the best place for like single men? No. Really? <laughs> See, yeah. I know. I'm like, I've been married for too long. I'm like, I don't know. What, I don't know what's out here on the streets. Okay. What are, where, where are all the single men I hanging out? I have no idea. <laughs> like if I knew. <laughs> like, I really don't know. Yeah. I think, I guess they're maybe like doing sports things. I don't really know. <laughs> sports things. Yeah. Dude, when you are like, when you go to like the BET awards and like you're around like celebrity men, mm-hmm. Would that ever interest you? Absolutely not. Really? I hate that so much. Yeah. And it's also like, like I really especially hate attitudes of like musicians in particular. Like they're just so like, (laughs) I don't know. They like, and they just never hear no. So like the, they are to turn into monsters kind of. Yeah. It's really miserable. Like that kind of thing, like makes me like not really want to be around straight men often. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's just like the worst parts of them. Like people have a lot of money mm-hmm. and a lot of access right. and right. like not a lot of morals. And it's just like, <laughs> no, thank you. Right. They think they can pretty much say and do whatever they want. Yeah. But I feel like it's interesting because famous women aren't that way. Eh, they're they're hard in a different way. Yeah. Okay. You know, How, which way do you think they're hard? Just very like, like very late, and then they'll like need to get their hair glued on or something. <laughs> and so now I'm like, okay, so you're an hour late, and now we're gonna sit here for two hours while you get your hair put on, and you know, it's yeah. just like that kind of thing is just like not considerate totally. of other people's time. I think is problematic. Totally. Um, and I don't even know if they like mean it to be malicious or rude but it's just like such a all these people get to be so narcissistic like all they're the, time. the center of everyone's universe and when you like work with talent like you're at their mercy i'm like what am i gonna do i don't have anything right if I, this, like if i wasn't here you would you do talking to yourself like you yeah, know you exactly. need these people right to make the thing that exactly. you are doing exactly. and so you have to kind of just yeah you're them. at their mercy mm-hmm. so okay Right before I came here, I'm like still a little shooketh about it. Oh, no. I got a call from Naomi Campbell. Like, li- like I mean, this li- I haven't told anyone. So now I'm just like bursting. Like, this is us on FaceTime today. Oh, my God. Why is she calling you? <laughs> Long story. I need to. I'm like, try- I'm like, honestly trying so hard to get her on Naked Beauty. Hold on. Okay. Watch. I'm just going to show you. Show you this moment. Are you dead? Are you kidding? Well, maybe you can um, just do a, uh, a digital like a, session. A, like, know. A, you know. I know. Do you get starstruck ever when you're going to interview someone? Like who's like the person where you were like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to keep it together. No, never. (laughs) Never? (laughs) No. Even early on? No. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think like who would really like, I mean, actually I know all the people that would really, really like fuck me up. Like I feel like Beyonce, Rihanna, Drake, I wouldn't be cool with any of them. Really? I don't know. They're just people. Also, like, because I, like, know so many people that work for these people, I'm like, I know oh, how yeah. terrible they can be. So, I know. like, or, like, what nightmares they can be. Like, I know everyone's quirks and, like, weird things. Yes. You know, like, I can't have any red M&Ms in a bowl. Like, oh, my stuff God. Like, like, that. Stuff so like, like that. I know. I'm like, eh, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're from Westchester. Mm-hmm. So that's where the horse stuff comes in, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Did you grow up horseback riding? I did. You yes. and your sister? Yes. Okay. Um, we both were growing up. Um, and then I hadn't been on a horse since I was like 22, well, like, you know, in on a lesson. And so, like, you know, I've done it on vacation and stuff. But I was like thinking last year, I like went through like a bunch of depression and I was yeah. like, I've got to figure out like how to be happy. And I read this thing that was like, if you want to be happy, you just have to do the thing that made you happy when you were 10 years old. Oh, wow. So I was like, what was I doing when I was 10? I was like, oh, okay. I was riding horses. So I, it's not easy though. Like the whole reason I stopped was because to, it's a to do to get there. You know, you have to like carve out a lot of time, but Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I, when I was in my early twenties, I was like having so much FOMO. Like I need to go to brunch. Like I need to be around. There was someone's birthday party. I need to do this. And now I'm like, nope. I spent all of Sunday in Westchester. My sister and I take our mom to Pilates and then like we go home and change and go to the barn. And then I spend the rest of the day there. I love that. Mm -hmm. And is this, is the Prescott? No, it's 
Prescott sisters. Yes. Is this like you guys, you guys are like the classy version of the Claremont twins? Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> but it's a new account, right? It's a new account. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Okay. We'll link to it in the show notes so people can see you and your fabulous sister. So let's go back to, you said that this year you were kind of processing a lot. Mm-hmm. What in specific were you kind of grappling with? And like, did it start like top of 2019, like new year? Let's figure it out. Like, take us through the journey. No. Okay. So I went through like an insane breakup in 2017. Okay. That like upended my entire life because I was sure I was going to marry this person. And I was like, I'm done with everything. Like, we're so good. Like, life is perfect. You know, I like have my great job at BT. I have my great boyfriend. Like, everything's good. And then I went through like this breakup and it like, shattered my entire world. And so after that, I spent a year being depressed, but not knowing I was depressed. Like at all. Interesting. Okay, wait, say more about that. So what were you experiencing at the time that now you know was a symptom of depression? The problem was I'm a highly functional individual. So like I still looked the same. I still did all my stuff that I was doing before. I still exercised. I still went to work. I still socialized, whatever. But I would come home at night and be so exhausted. I would just like sit on my couch and not even be able to take off my clothes because it was like... That's the way this happens to me. Now I'm like, am I depressed? Sometimes I like come home (laughs) and then like an hour passes and I'm like, I'm still wearing my boots and like my bag is still next to me. Yeah. It was just because I had no more energy left. I was like spending all this time, like pretending like I was fine and happy and like, and also doing, you know, all my normal stuff. I was like, I had nothing left. Left. I just was like, oh my God, everything just felt so like empty. Like I was not truly happy about Mm. anything. Like I just was like, I don't know how I can do this. Yeah. So... Then I got a therapist in Brooklyn because okay. I, well, actually, this is a long kind of story, but yeah. I, well, no, you told it on the show because you had the white therapist. Yes. And then she said the thing about Michelle Obama. I'll like put a clip of that in it's this true. episode because that was wild. Yeah. And like she said really weird stuff to me. Like what? Like one time I was telling her about how, like, I read this article about how black women are more likely to accept emotional abuse because they're so rejected, like huh. in general, like in the world, like beauty standards, like everything, everything, yeah. right? It's like so difficult. And she was like, oh, I don't really know if that's true. I mean, people love Michelle Obama. And I was like, what? Exactly. And I was like, huh? Uh, no. And then you started seeing a black woman after that. Yes. And things got better. In Brooklyn, but she was really mean to me, like mm. really mean. Like and you I felt like, like she was kind of like like trying to be like a mother figure. Or she like... said something like insane. Like I'd started dating someone new. Yeah. And he was from Italy and he had to go back to Italy. He was having some visa issues. And she was like, I won't believe you are serious about liking this guy unless you get on a plane and go there and surprise him. And I was like, what? What? That feels like- I cannot do that. That's insane advice. That like, feels like, why really would you tell me that? It was. I would never ever do that because I would also never want someone to do that to me. I could not even imagine if I like knock knock showed up at his door. Like it was just like, <laughs> what? It was so crazy. So I actually ghosted her, which I don't really believe in, but I had no choice because <laughs> she was so aggressive. Yes, yeah. I had to. Oh my god. Okay. And then I found a new therapist who I really liked. Um, and I I actually, I graduated from therapy, so I don't go anymore. Okay. But I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. She, when I first started seeing her, she was like, look, I'm here to help you until you can like do this on your own, not forever. And I was Ooh, like, okay. Short term. Wonderful. Yeah. So I saw her for like a little bit over a year. And yeah, then she set me free like a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, okay. This is like fresh new beginning for you then. Yes. Uh, but in that time, like she was really great, but I just was like really going back and forth with like, do I need to go on medication? Like, I don't know what to do. I just mm-hmm. have no energy. I don't want to do anything. I just was like, I, I don't know what to do. And she was not really like a huge fan of medication and neither were my parents. And so I felt very judged. And like some people were like, just do it. It's fine. Some people were like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I ended up going on medication. But I saw this like quack shrink in 
it was, it's truly like, I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like, <laughs> it's like his office is like across the street from the Carlisle. And it was the most New York thing I've ever done. I saw this man for 10 minutes and he yeah. like wrote me a prescription. I was oh like, God. I feel very uncomfortable with That's... this. I was so nervous. And I was trying to tell him my entire medical history because he like, I, I was so nervous. He's he like, how like, many milligrams? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I've never been on anything before. I'm like, oh my God. it was very nerve wracking, but actually it like worked like right away. Do you mind saying what medication it was? Um, It was called bu- bupropion. Bupropion. Okay. And you liked uh, it immediately? Like derivative of Welbutrin. Yes. I okay. liked it immediately. I was very scared about going on medication because I didn't want to gain weight. And I know that antidepressants, like a lot of times, yeah. like make you gain weight. And I was like, I will not take this if it makes me gain a single yes. pound. Okay. So wait, let's talk about also in this time where you were in your weight journey because Dr. P was like your spiritual guru and leader Mm -hmm. and you were very strict about what you ate and Mm -hmm. when you ate Mm -hmm. and you weren't eating carbs or Mm -hmm. sugar or drinking Mm -hmm. alcohol yeah well i still don't drink alcohol yep you know i started seeing dr pastor like five years ago and that was like one thing that i'm like i will never go back to drinking again like it makes me feel so bad yeah like terrible okay it's not and for my you skin like in just like everything like and i'll like drink it like a wedding or something mm-hmm. if i feel like i have ample time to recover but it really like knocks me out yeah. like hard like hardcore i feel yeah. like everywhere in my body so i'm like yeah. i just can't believe i was spending so much time drinking before in the first place yes. so i was like this is my sister and i were having this conversation the other day we're like we binge drank every time we drank like mm. that's insane yeah I mean, that's a lot <laughs> of no people's experience. No one even says that because like, you're like, oh, binge drinking seems so crazy. I'm like, no, no, binge drinking is like, like that. Like, I was only drinking to get drunk every time I drank. Yeah. Like that's nuts. Um, And not that I like, I um wouldn't like have a glass of wine now or something. Mm-hmm. Now that I, you know, can't have a glass of wine, but I'm just like, I don't really see the point. Yeah. Right. Eh, doesn't help me that much. Like. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't taste that great to you. And it's it like, you're appreciating But yeah. I'm like, why bother? It. I don't need it, yeah. Like, I don't need, I don't need anything to like make me relax like right. that. Right. So I don't, you don't do it. it. So you don't, you don't renounce the, your period of time of like very restrictive eating. Um, no, I mean, I think that it renounce is a really strong, aggressive word to use, but I'm saying you were, it seems like at least from what I've gathered, you're more relaxed about your approach to eating and it's not so caught up in like seeing a certain number on the scale or fitting into yeah. a certain thing. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I would like weigh myself every single day and like the number on the scale would determine if I was going to yeah. have a good day or a bad day. I yeah. don't weigh myself anymore. I all. still weigh myself every day. It's hard to not, but I yeah. just was like, I can't because I was already feeling so bad to put more bad feeling on top of that. I was like, it's unbearable. Like I can't do like this. Yes. So, so you gained weight because of the medication? No. Okay. Um, separately, I decided to freeze my eggs. Okay. Um, so I gained weight because of that medication, IVF medication. Okay. So, um, yeah. Because I was like, I don't know when I'm going to have kids. I'm really anxious about it. Yeah. Good for you for doing that. That's a major, amazing step to take. Yes. So I was like, I have to just do it. So I did that over the summer. And as a result of like doing um, IVF like shots, yeah, you I gained shoot like almost 20 pounds. 20 pounds? Yeah. It was okay. like 17. Okay. You went from like a size double zero to a size two. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want people to re- like listening to realize like, it's not like you're. I went from like a two, four to like a six, eight, like overnight, okay. it seemed like. Okay. Like none of my clothes fit. Like it was absolutely yeah. devastating. Like I could not close any of my jeans. Mm. I was like, I, I, I was so upset because I spend so much money and time picking out my clothes, making sure I love them, making sure they fit, making sure things are fitted to my body, get almost everything tailored. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. It was really tough. How did it impact your self-esteem? Because it was like, and it's so crazy because it, it, you only do 14 days of these shots. So it happened so quickly. I never felt, and because I was someone who was in, so much complete control of everything I eat 
like my sleep schedule, you know, truly like everything that goes into my body and that my body does. I was so out of control of it that Mm. I was freaked out. Like I was like, I don't know how to handle this. Right. Was it the hormones? Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And you also like essentially what you're doing is you are trying to stimulate the follicles Mm -hmm. in your ovaries, which hold the eggs Mm -hmm. and they are growing physically bigger because they want to like mature the egg cells. Mm. And so like my stomach was expanding. Oh, wow. Yeah. The eggs in your ovaries. Yeah. Yeah. And you never think about your ovaries. Like, you know, you never think about them. But like to feel that was like wild. And, you know, for most women, if they go through something like that, they get pregnant at the end Mm because that is the goal. Like you go through IVF and then you get, you, you do, um, a procedure where you are trying to make an embryo. Right. But I wasn't doing that. So I don't even have a baby at the end of all this. I'm just like, oh my God, now I just have nothing. Although I do have 22 eggs, which I'm very grateful for. Yes, 22 eggs. In a freezer. (laughs) But, um, you know, it was really, it was really scary. Yeah. And how much do you think your sense of like self-worth or your own perception of your beauty was tied to being a certain size or weight? Oh, I think like a lot of it. And I... The crazy part is though, like I always was unhappy with my body. Like even when I was like a very small, Mm. I was unhappy and I never, I always like criticized myself. I always Mm -hmm. was telling myself I was fat no matter what size I was. This is what's so crazy to like have this realization that most women, I think it's fair to say the majority of women are unhappy with their bodies. Mm-hmm. And that's wild. Mm-hmm. Like when you really think about it mm-hmm. and then you start to question why are most women unhappy with their bodies? Mm-hmm. And I know you have said that you think a lot of it comes from like the images that we see, especially from the fashion world mm-hmm. of a certain. Of course. So you think that's that's really kind of where it's stemming from? I think we know that. Mm. I think it's just it's. I think it's like actually like very scientific to like mm. look at the connection between that kind of imagery and how women feel about themselves. Yeah. Do you think that having more inclusivity in terms of different sizes represented in these images is going to be the thing that's going to ultimately shift? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's the same way with racial diversity. Like Mm -hmm. we have demanded these things because we know how damaging it can be for women of other races to only look at the white majority all the time and they have this Euro standard of beauty. Like we know how messed up that is. We know that there is like a bleaching creams market in Korea and in certain African countries that they've had to ban because women are trying to like Mm -hmm. lighten their skin. We know like how much plastic surgery people are getting to get new noses. Right. We, we know all of these things. Right. So why would it be any different for body types? You're so right. You're so right. I think one of the things, though, that I do worry about, because I see like the thick body type also exalted and that's also unattainable. Like I can't like I won't ever have hips like that or like. A well, chest you like could that. if you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, the right. Doctor. Yes, I could. <laughs> I could. Yeah. But I could. would say that's probably like. Yeah, the same extreme that I'd have to go to to be right. like a double it's zero. It's so not fair. So it's like, yeah. So it's like sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, like all these gorgeous, thick, curvy women, but they still have perfect proportions, you know? And it's like, that's also unattainable. Mm -hmm. What's interesting to me is, and like, this is going to sound really mean, but like listeners, you know, that I'm like, poor all women and all types of beauty, but like you are someone that has a beautiful face and some people don't have a good face and their body is like all they have. Do you know what I mean? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. So your face is still beautiful. So even if your body's changing, like you're still like, but I'm serving face. You yeah. Know? I mean, I just didn't really feel like that though, because so much of my confidence is wrapped up in my clothing mm. and like how I put things together, you know? Yeah. And like, even at Shape House today, the girl was working there. She was like, oh yeah, I always can tell you coming in because I love your style. And I was like, what a weird thing to say because I look so normal no, today. No, but like, I think that like, you, have cute workout you know, clothes. well, Shape House is... um. It's just like a place where you lay down and sweat. It's like a they wrap you in a burrito. I'll take you. Oh my god! That you don't amazing. you don't actually work out. You just lay there. Oh, it's yeah. like a sweat detox thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Can we please do this? Yeah. Oh my god! I really want to do this. So you just like sweat out toxins and yeah, they other wrap stuff. you like a burrito. 
and you lay there for an hour. Oh, that sounds great. So that's and you, you watch TV. Before yeah. this, your skin is like glowing. This is why Shape House. Oh my God. That sounds um, great. And so it's good if you go like once a week, but I was just like, that's so crazy. But yeah, I, I realized that that was like clothing I've used as like an armor for myself, mm. you know? And then imagine if none of my clothes fit, I'm like, who am I? Right. Oh, awful. So how have you kind of like come out on the other side of this? Well, first thing is I went to Canyon Ranch. Okay. And a nice spa retreat. Yeah. I Which mean, location? Uh, the Berkshires. So cute. Okay. Yes. So now I'm indoctrinated in Canyon Ranchness. <laughs> like I kid you not. I'm like fully oh like I will move there. I will get an apartment and live there. But essentially like I went to talk to a like spiritual I went on like, I had like a spiritual treatment. So you, you can, you, it's like a spa. Yes. Yes. You can kind of make it what you want though. Okay. So if you want to do like all like outdoor sports, yeah. you can. If you want to do only like acupuncture and massages and whatever, ah, you can. Okay. If you want to do like a combo, you can't, you just like pick whatever you want. Mm. So you make your own cocktail. So like Love one it. of the things I picked was like this spiritual wellness thing. Okay. And. I went and talked to this woman and I thought it was just like the most helpful thing ever. Really? What did yes, she say? Ever. I was like crying in it. I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Basically, she said a lot of things. But one of the things she said was that depression is when you focus on the past and anxiety is when you focus on the future. But mm. the present moment is all you have because even the future, you experience it now. Right. Wow. So like, don't focus on either one of the things, just focus on now, which I thought was so yeah. interesting because I'm like, yeah, like even when I was very skinny, I still didn't, I still wasn't happy. And I still was right. like, oh my God, no, when I lose 10 more pounds, like I'll be happy. And it's like, no, never. Yeah. Like might as well like appreciate it now. Cause who knows? Like I might gain 15 more pounds tomorrow. Oh like, gosh. you know, so, or like, you could be, you know, like hit by a car, you know, right. like, I mean, yeah, exactly. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Wow. I can see how that's very, like very helpful. Yes. So then she also gave me several books to read as follow up. Yes. I had homework. I love homework. What are some of the books? Tell us so we can do our homework. Okay. So one that I found really helpful is called A New Earth. Okay. It's this is Eckhart Tolle. Everyone loves this book. I, it's not for me. You did not like it. It's just the prose are very dense and it's very, I like Thich Nhat Hanh, who's like a boot. It's like, he's like very simple. Then also, okay. So one of the authors, his name is Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. I've and, heard that name. And it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And then also. What does that mean? Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Well, essentially it means that like, and Eckhart Tolle kind of talks about this when he talks about the pain body. Yes. But essentially it means that you can sometimes become addicted to bad feelings and experiences and then it becomes like part of your identity. Like if you know someone who like something bad happened to them once and that's all I talk about, like I have lupus and that's it. I only mm. have lupus, mm. right? Even how I just was like, oh yeah, I went through a really bad breakup in 2017. Like I've assumed that as part of my identity. I'm like, I'm just like giving you context to tell you what it is, but I'm like, I've let that go. You have just like basically like let it go. So to break the habit of being yourself, you got to like let all that shit go basically. Like all wow. of these things like do not like That's sit really in deep. you and like define you. You know what I mean? That's because really otherwise what you do is you kind of unintentionally reinforce patterns like over and over and over again. You're like always the victim. Mm. You're always talking about how sad you are. You're always this. Right. You know? Right. So you gotta let that. Go. So how how were you able to break the habit of being yourself? Well, it's a lot of work, honestly. And one of the things I do every day is that I meditate now. Oh, wow. Um, and that is forcing me to like be mindful of the present moment and just be more conscious and aware. Also, of like when feelings and emotions and thoughts come up to realize like I've had to like learn to quiet the chatter in my mind. Cause like essentially what all of these books say is that like 90% of the thoughts you have are absolute garbage and they don't mean anything. Mm. So like to quiet all of that stuff and stop thinking so much has yeah. been very helpful because a lot of it also is negative and negative self-talk and that kind of thing is hindering to you. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Do you use an app to do meditation? I have several meditation yeah, apps. Yeah, tell us the apps you use. Um, My favorite one is called Happy Not Perfect. 
Okay. I haven't heard of that one. Really? No. Okay. So it started by this girl named Poppy Jamie. She started that line, Pop and Sookie, like a bag line. Okay. But then she also was like, oh, I'm kind of miserable. I'm going to figure out how I can fix that. I love that. So she started this this app called Happy Not Perfect. And it is based on um, a scientific formula to help you kind of get out of like your head. So the first thing you do is you open the app and you pick your mood for the day. Okay. Like, and they have four pages of moods. So there's a lot of moods. Yeah. One of them is even meh. Like you could be meh. <laughs> so you pick your mood. We all have those. <laughs> meh. Yes. And then, um, I guess based on that, it kind of serves you back like things that will like help you. So the first thing you do is you do some belly breathing because okay. a lot of people don't know. Like when they say like take a deep breath, like everyone like takes a breath into their chest. But yeah, they're like, to, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That's no, wrong. No, don't yeah. do that. You're supposed to breathe into your bellies yeah. because that activates your parasympathetic nervous system, tells you to like calm down, especially because mm. living in New York. I mean, my office is in Times Square. I feel I like I'm constantly in fight or flight mode. <laughs> like it's like my heart's pounding all the time. I'm like, you have to be hyper aware of everything. Yeah. You know, that's very useful to cavemen. We're not really so much to us because yeah. like you can't really like live your life being that way all the time. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I feel crazy. I'm like, I was having panic attacks, like not even really noticing. I'm like, what's happening to me? Why is my heart rate so high? And then what you do is you make a gratitude list because like being grateful is like, I have a gratitude journal, which I love. It's very important. Very important to like keep happy. Yeah. So you do that. And then, um, what types of things do you write in your, on your gratitude list? For example, I mean, I write things like, my riding boots or my doorman <laughs> or my family or our dog. Got it. Or, you know, I mean, they could be anything. Whole food sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, like things I'm grateful for. Yeah. Like my apartment. Yeah. Like, and it, that's a, that's the goal. Like, it could be just very, very small mm-hmm. things, but right? Taking the time to notice them. Yeah. yeah. And that you're happy about it. And then um, it gives you like a goal to set. And so it can give you a reminder Okay. And then you you can send a vibe to someone. So they have these little like like pictures you can text to somebody. So sometimes I text oh, them to my cute. friends because like, you know, another pillar of happiness is like making sure that you are connected to a community and you're you're spreading positivity yes. and and you're taking care of like those people that are in your life as well. Mm. And then the final step is meditation. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're really getting it in. Spiritual work, like I think you have to. I think it was like unbearable to live the way I was living. It was yeah. like I can't do this. I'm so miserable. And now you're so much happier. Yeah. That's great. And like now it really much has changed in my attitude, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I'm not on medication anymore. I don't even have to be in therapy anymore. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I have to ask you your favorite your fa- your beauty faves. I feel like we've gotten mm-hmm. your spiritual faves. Mm-hmm. What are, what's the outer layer topical faves? Okay. Well, I don't really wear makeup anymore like during the week like that's my thing oh really yeah makeup free how has that changed your skin i'm so much happier really yeah okay i'm first of all happier in the morning because i don't have to like spend time doing it did you not like doing? because i really like i love doing makeup but i just didn't like having to take it off at night and i didn't like having to like you know it like it gets stale during the day and so if i have to go to like a night event I'll be pissed because I'm like, and I got to wash this face face, off and I got to do it again. I'm like, no, I only want to do that one time. It just seems, it just seemed crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, so now you're makeup free Monday through. Yeah. I actually like, even if I have to go to like an event at night, I'm like pissed. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, makeup on my face. You know, you're going to be going to dates like without makeup on. Oh, I love that. Cause I'm like, I just, I can't. It's also, it just, it's better for me. Like I, I have like three pimples and I know it's because I wore, I went out like three times last week. And like, you think it's because of the makeup? Yes. A thousand percent. Wow. It's making me very upset. So my beauty phase. Yes. Okay. So every day I put on Barbara Sturm sun drops. Yeah. That's like what I wear. Is this from her darker complexion line? Yes. Okay. I think it's like everyone. I mean, it, it's all everyone, but yes, it, yeah. it's like SPF 50. I don't even know if this is maybe darker complexions. Okay. I think it's just yeah. like a light. 
I'm like sheer sunscreen, but I do use that. Okay. I'm like not part of her cult. So I, I haven't, I'm not familiar with the products. Oh my God. Do you want to try some? No, I'm good. I feel like it's like a Ponzi scheme. You're like here. Like, no, you know, I know not. people love, I just I'm like, obsessed. I know, I know, but you get it gifted, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, she will gift it to you too if you want. <laughs> okay, some. maybe I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I'm ready to be indoctrinated. Honestly, it's the best. Okay, so I use the sun drops every day, and then um, I I fill my eyebrows in with okay. um, what is it? It's called Brow Bar. It's like a British okay. like eyebrow company. I think Love. they like are like you know they have like shop and shops like mm-hmm. at department stores and you can like go get your eyebrows similar to like benefits. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Like that. But yeah. it's a it's a British company called that. So I do that. And then I, I use um Pat McGrath has this incredible lip balm. What? Yeah. Why don't I know? I feel like I know all Pat McGrath products. She has a lip balm. Yes. And then last year she introduced them that they're tinted. And Wait, what's obsessed. it called? I don't know. The lip balm. <laughs> I'll show Wait. you after. Oh my God. Is, I mean, it's just so I use it down to like the nubby nub and yeah. I don't be using products like that. Really? But like I her like products obsessed. are all so good. She makes the best makeup across the board. Across like, the board. I, like I would only wear that makeup like if I could. It is just <laughs> so good. It is the best. It's and I'm like, best. I know it's expensive, but it's so good. But it is worth it. it the okay. packaging is beautiful. Yeah. The products are beautiful. It's so pigmented, but oh, this gosh. lip balm is just like it's really, really sheer. Okay, I and love a it's good like lip balm. you know, like I feel like even like, sometimes you just like put lip balm on because you like anxiety or anxious or whatever. Yeah. And it's like chewing gum or something. <laughs> it just feels really good and smooth. And is it yeah. scented? It's not scented. Okay, no. Okay, because sometimes or lip flavored balms, nothing. Yeah, sometimes I like, I like a lip balm and then I'm like, what is this weird like water? Like I don't need all of this extra gross, yeah, fruity fragrance. Nothing. Okay, Very perfect. Mm-hmm. What fragrances do you wear, by the way? Oh, I have a few in rotation. Okay, my favorite fragrance is uh, Christian Louboutin fragrance. I really? What it's called? Yes. I didn't even know they made fragrance. Yes. Is it like a sexy? Is this like your date night fragrance? No, that is like Tom Ford because it's like Ooh. very overwhelming. Which, which you know? one? Black Orchid? White Orchid. White Orchid. Okay, that's a great date fragrance. Yeah. Tom Ford scents are really good. Yeah, they're very potent. That's yeah. why. Um, no, this is like more like every day. But today we're a Carvin fragrance. Oh, I didn't see it. Like I'm learning things. I didn't even know Carvin did fragrance. Yes, they're very nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to like mix it up more. Like, yeah. you know, like use all the stuff Try I have. Yeah. Yeah. What about your biggest beauty mistakes um, over the years? Okay. Well, I don't remember what year it was. Maybe like 2014 or 2013. I dyed my eyebrows blue and green. What? It was the stupidest, Wait. craziest thing that I have ever done. Wait, why? <laughs> I'm well, so confused. Where were you in your life? Like, were you in... Working in school? Yes, I was working. I was working at L.com. You were working at L.com. Did you do it for a story? I did. And then I proceeded to keep them for months. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. We just, I feel like we need to take 10 steps back. It you was dyed like, one blue and one green. No. So Dior had just done the gold eyebrows. Okay. Do you remember that? So yeah. I guess it must have been like 2013 or something. Yeah, this is a, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. But then, so I did that. Okay. But like, you can't do, I couldn't put gold glitter on my eyebrows every day. Yeah. So I was like, what else can I do that's crazy? And then I did like green dye. So you bleached them first? No, you like, you didn't, You I didn't, well, no, the, we didn't bleach them at all. Like it was like this like heavy like pigment. That was the dumbest thing I ever did. I hate, and my, <laughs> How long did it last for? For my, I, no, I I would put them on constantly. Like oh, I would it was like, constantly it was like a look. It. Yeah, it was so. Did you stupid. like match your lipstick? No, I never did that. Okay. But like, I had blue and green eyebrows. That was so weird. You know what? Like, I feel like you could pull it off though. No. Like now, I'm really thinking about it, and I'm like, it could be cool. It was not cool. Um, it was very weird. Any other big beauty mistakes? Um, yeah, I would say box braids. That was a huge mistake. So how many times have you lived the box braid life? Well, one and a half because I got, um, I got one of the Fulani braids this summer. Okay. Box braids in the back. I see. And so when you went full box braids, you hated it. Hated. So heavy. Yeah. So heavy. I could not exercise. 
first of all, I was really scared that one would get caught in my soul cycle bike like Beyonce. <laughs> Did that happen to her? Uh, yeah. She was impaled in soul cycle. She had to be rescued. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait. Okay. But breed. So I get box breeds and Alicia who does them, they're very like light and like flexible and they don't feel heavy, but mm. I can remember some box breed experiences, just going to a breeder, no vetting. Mm. I'm headed to summer camp in Maine. I'm 12 mm. years old. And mm. like literally my neck being sore because yes. I had such heavy braids. Yeah. No, I was like, I was like sitting on them. Like it was just awful. How long were they? Too long. I only got them to the top of my waist. That's long. Only, only to the top of my waist. That's that long. was, that was the shortest they would let me go. There was a girl at work who had box braids past her knees. Yes. Yeah, I was like, no. how do you exercise? No, no, like, no. I just don't understand. How do you, not even exercise. How do you sleep? How do you use the bathroom? How do you live I, your oh, life? I was like picking up dog poop and constantly like, please don't let my hair touch the <laughs> ground because I'm bent over. I feel like the big key with box braids, you have to have them in a way where you can easily get them on mm -hmm. top of your, you have to be able to bun them or mm -hmm. ponytail them or get them out of the way. Yeah, no, it was really bad. How, so that was how long, wait, how long did you keep them in for? Uh, like maybe two months. Okay. And they never adjusted. They never, cause usually it's like they're stiff at first and then they loosen up. They loosened up, but they were still just so ridiculously heavy. And like, honestly, like transitioning from like downward dog, like I was always having to adjust something. Mm. And I was like, I'm just, I do a lot of yoga. So I'm just like, I'm not comfortable like yeah. this. Like, I just like, no, I know. And when we, when we did our first interview, you were so like blonde, blonde, blonde. Mm. That was like your look. And mm -hmm. now I feel like you're doing darker tones and it looks so good. Thank you. Are you, is this just like new mood or you're just going to keep um, switching it up? It was just a lot of maintenance. And yeah. so I quit. Okay. <laughs> I was okay. Like, I was like, you know, again, like I just like wanted to like find like the most productive uses of my time. Yeah. And like I was getting my hair dyed and it was taking hours. And I was like, mm -mm, this is hours. I could be doing something, something else. else. Like yeah. I just, and if you think about like all the hours in my life I've spent getting my hair done, I was like, I just have to try and reduce it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. We spend so much time at the mercy of like the hair salon or the, yeah. My like, new thing, too much. I've, I'm just realizing how impatient I am as a person. Like I can mm. barely even sit to get my nails done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's like, I just have <laughs> dozens of appointments a week. Oh, I know. Right? The, what so I'm trying takes... to just like strip all of them. Like I'm just trying to like simplify. Yeah, I love that. As much as possible. I love that. What do you like for hair stuff now? I like Shea Moisture. Okay. I really wish they would. I told them the other day, I was like, please start making the conditioner bottles twice the size of the yes, bottles. That's great. That you told them key. that for free? That's like consulting level advice. I know. Well, I mean, Tracy Ellis Ross is already doing it. So they're with yeah. patterns so they're bound to figure it out yeah. sooner or later right right but yeah i was like i'm always out of conditioner of course, and never out of are. shampoo yeah so i literally <laughs> never need to buy shampoo again in my life i have bottles and right. bottles of it's shampoo. like if you buy them in a pair though i'm like i don't want like my shampoo to smell one way and the conditioner I smell know. another way i would like them to be the same exactly um but i for like a pre-poo i love diva curl they have like the oh. silicone slip like pre-poo that's really really good yeah, they make great products and tracy ellis ross introduced a shower brush in her pattern line that oh. you can just like use in the shower i don't even know what it's like made of maybe rubber or silicone combo okay but it's like both flexible and firm at the same time oh, so it's really good at detangling Shower wise, are you a bath gel or a soap person? Um, I am an exfoliator. Oh, person like a and like a hand mitt or like a an exfoliating I, body wash. I have a thing called a buff puff. I also have a hand mitt, but a buff. Oh my puff. god! Okay, so you um, do dry brushing or you do it? No, wet? you do it in the shower, and then I use like Neutrogena like exfoliating like body wash. Oh, I guess amazing. it's shower gel. You must have very smooth. I'm very Skin. smooth. You're just like a seal. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then I use like a foam cleanser as oh, well. Oh, okay. And then how do you moisturize? Um, so I do a combo of body oil and lotion. Yes. Yeah, same. So now Key. I'm using one from Rodan and then I have, um, oh, Rodan is so fancy. And then I, yeah, it's very fancy. And then I'm using Shea Moisture Lotion as well. Okay. I didn't, I like never think of them for their lotion, but I like it. Really? It's, it's this lavender one. So it kind of like it's supposed to calm you. Whatever. 
hair and make you sleepy at night. Yeah, no, I I <laughs> totally believe in aromatherapy. Like when I use like lavender and frankincense, I can actually I actually feel calmer. Yeah. I put it, I put it in little essential oil rollers and I like rub it on my yeah. pulse points. Mm-hmm. Okay, where it's that time to ask you, which it's funny because you've already answered this question. So it's yeah. like weird when like people come back and it's like answer it again. But maybe your answer is different this time okay. for when you feel most beautiful. Oh, yeah. I think my answer is definitely different. Um, what did I say last time? Probably when, like when I'm before I'm getting ready, like before I go yeah, out or something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I still like that. <laughs> but I think like now I'm like much more comfortable, like with myself just in general, like out, like any like getting ready stuff or like anything, you know? Mm. So I would say like when I'm like active, mm. right? So like, even if I get off a horse or something and I'm really sweaty and I smell terrible, I still feel like happy, you yeah. know? And I feel like that is in conjunction with feeling most beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Post horseback ride is like, yeah, your or like, you know, Pilates class or yeah. like, or like something where your, your endorphins are like super high. Totally. I totally yeah. feel that. And then horseback riding, you have the benefit of being outside too, right? Like being outside and in nature is just kind of unbeatable too. Mm-hmm terms of making you feel good yeah well i loved this thank you so much for coming back I, we can like toast with our waters yes this cheers. was amazing <laughs> cheers thank you so much for coming back and for sharing so openly like on the show it's just been like really great because i feel like when we first talked i didn't know you that well and then i've seen you a bunch since we've recorded and like yeah. it's just, i'm watching all of this also unfold on your amazing instagram account but it's really great to see your evolution and how you're sharing so much with the community and with us as you're learning it's beautiful oh well thank you yes all right guys thank you so much for listening i will drop all of the information in the show notes so that you guys can keep in touch with danielle as well and i'll be back next week with a new episode ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.